Everything said on the Couplings Fire podcast are our opinions and in no way represent the opinions and values of any agency we are associated with. Hey, this is the Couplings Fire podcast. Here's a couple of things you might need to know or maybe you just forgot. I'm Chris. And I'm Taylor. We're married. And we're both firefighters. Join us as we talk anything and everything fire-related. Based out of small-town rural Nebraska, we bring our unique challenges and solutions to the table every episode. Our goal? To better the rural volunteer firefighting community, one person at a time. Let's get on to the episode. Hi. What is up? I don't know. <laughs> how can it be? We're on episode 11 and I still I can't figure out how to start this one. Like You just gotta start talking. Just gotta start talking. Well, yeah. shoot, we watched a movie we haven't watched in a while today. Planes, Fire, and Rescue. That was pretty awesome. It was an amazing movie. I love that movie. I, I'm a big Disney and Pixar fan, and uh, it was it was really good. And honestly, I haven't seen a bunch of firefighter movies out there, but from what I've been able to tell off of firefighter movies and TV shows, this is actually pretty dang realistic, considering it's, you know, animated and, you know, a kid's movie. But, like, overall, it's pretty... Where planes can talk, where planes and cars can talk. can talk. It's so realistic. <laughs> no, actually, it is pretty. I guess we don't do a whole lot of the wildland fires, but like from what I know of them, it's actually not that bad. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that other people would say it's so terrible and not even close. I'm like, well, yeah, but I feel like out of a bunch of ones out there, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, we're like. You know, Chicago Fire and stuff like that. We were running into buildings with no gear, no air pack, and. They come out just fine. Yeah. No hood on, and their ears aren't burned up and crisp. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. There's something to that. <laughs> but, yeah, if we did that today, that was fun. It was nice and relaxing. Sit down for a little bit and not do anything. Anyway, that was kind of fun today. Uh, let's see, a town nearby us had a big fire that I think they're just now nearby. cleaning it not really nearby within a couple hours at least two hours still in nebraska yeah they had a fire looked like a good one too yeah it was a what auto shop yeah auto shop or service center of some sort anyway yeah that did not look like fun it will look like fun it's like what are you talking about look like a blast (laughs) i wish we were on it but overall it was like ooh, that's a nasty one at the same time yeah First show, first show. So that's quote-unquote breaking news as this is recorded. And Nebraska um, is breaking news. It is. There's a lot of people putting it out there. Um, other than that, pretty quiet. Which, it'll be really old news by the time this podcast gets out there. Yeah, this is probably going to be a while before this podcast is live day. Not on purpose. So we're really dating when we record these, but, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, they had an auto shop fire, which, by the pictures that we've seen, looked pretty crazy. looked like there's not much left of the roof of it anymore. Yeah. And then the video you were watching looked like they pretty well had it out, but they still had a lot of hot spots, a lot of mop-up. Yeah, there was a lot of mop-up. There was still a lot of smoke coming off of that, but it was all calm smoke. It was a rager. (laughs) Take the two and a half in. Yeah, that's what we were, we were watching the videos. I'm like, are they using inch and a half or two and a half? We couldn't quite tell. 
So yeah, it's hard to see from the video or the pictures of what size of line they're using, but at least they had some master streams out there. What they had two aerials or three aerials out there? They had two, I think. So um, that's pretty impressive. Who knows for, how long it took for them to get there, though? But cause, yeah, I wonder where they came from. Yeah. So these this town is probably about the same size of ours, if not a little bit smaller, I think, somewhere around that size. Honestly, I have no idea. Um, and so you know they <laughs> might have an aerial in town, but you know most likely they're getting it from other volunteer departments around them. So it might have taken a while to get there to set up, but. Yeah, at least they had that though. But mm -hmm. yeah, it looked like um, they might they were using some smaller lines. Yeah, but I think I think especially with the small volunteer departments in Nebraska. It's almost guaranteed that people are going to use the smaller lines instead of the two and a half or any, you know, something that size just because... Oh, they're bigger than us. 3,400. 3,400? Oh, they are quite a bit bigger than us then. So. Um, still, they might have had one ladder, but maybe not two. Yeah, I bet they have ladders from somewhere else. Too, yeah. And they don't have that big of buildings. No, they're like us. Yeah, so... I, they might have a couple, two or three story, or three or four story, but that's about it. Because we only have, like, a handful mm -hmm. that are actually, like, three or four stories. So, you're right. They might have one, but I guess it even surprised me if they have one. Yeah. I feel like we're pretty fortunate to have. We are very we fortunate. Have, we are... Well, I know, like, with the mutual aid, the, that's one of the biggest things that they know that we have is a ladder track. Yeah. So. But, yeah, they had a couple of master streams up there, but it looked like they are using smaller hose lines, which... But you volunteer departments in Nebraska, 99% of the time, that's what we're all taught to use, and that's what we do use. We don't have that... Um, advanced training or advanced knowledge to realize that we need to pull a bigger hose? Yeah, kind of. Everyone's scared of the bigger hose. Yeah, and they don't use them that often. I mean, how often do we all have structure fires? Most places around us that are kind of the high-risk, low-frequency situations, they don't happen that often. So how often are they really getting their tune-up and using it just like we do? You know, we have the same problem, so... Well, we should all be using them more than what we do, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll try to change that little bit of time, though. Anyways, uh... <clears throat> so, on to our topic for tonight. Yeah, topic for tonight is motivation. So, in watching the Plains Fire and Rescue earlier today, uh, Blaze, the helicopter, said something to Dusty... Crop... Crop Duster. Crop Can't, Hopper. Crop Hopper. <laughs> They said so many different names in there. It was hilarious. They were trying to make fun of it. Anyways, so Blaze was saying, you know, like, basically a little almost, like, speech about being motivated, about motivation. And he's like, well, you could quit today, but think of all of the lives that you're not going to be able to save tomorrow and stuff like that. And it just got me thinking of, huh, that's really interesting because it doesn't just... And in there, he was probably talking about more of, like, a, honestly, a little bit of a life-and-death situation... But here, it's just, it's just funny to think of just because, you know, we face it every day at training or if we are unmotivated one week or whatever compared to the rest, you know, we could just go easy on everybody and on ourselves. We could just let up and quit well, doing it, but where would we be? Yeah. We would never be prepared when we get that one chance to actually save someone. Yeah or the one chance we need to save someone, mm -hmm. we're not going to be prepared for it. Yeah. It's, it's really funny how a Disney movie like that can uh, get you thinking quite a bit. Absolutely. <laughs> so. so, yeah, that's where this podcast stems, this episode stems from, mm -hmm. is actually the Plains Fire and Rescue. So <laughs> uh, we're kind of going to give you our thoughts on it, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah.
So see what see what we get into anyway. So we did write down a few notes this time compared to <laughs> last episode. So we'll kind of go through them and see where it leads us, and hopefully you guys get some little nuggets out of it. So with motivation in mind, I think the first question that anybody should ask with uh, a motivation or something similar to that the first question you got to ask is what what motivates you like what motivates me what motivates you what motivates you guys listening as an individual right yeah i agree so in our last episode we we kind of touched on on the end actually but what motivates us and we're basically the same i think we're we're motivated to impress the people above us not just them, but also impress ourselves. That's true, yes. It's kind of, I feel like it's a good mix between the two. It's not like we're only doing everything we're doing to impress other people. But we are doing a lot of it to impress ourselves. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I know a lot of people see that as taboo. Yeah. But. But really, that's that's when it comes down to it, that's what motivates us is we want to impress the people above us, the people that we look up to, mm-hmm. we want them to come to us and say, hey, you did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Like, we work for that compliment. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like why an athlete would do anything they do. Why would they get better? To impress themselves and to impress others. Yeah. I feel like there's no other better motivation for an athlete. Yeah. And the fact that we can do it is just motivation to ourselves. If... It's something that we've never done before, and honestly, we you know we don't know if we can do it or not. And then you go through that challenge and really motivate yourself to do it, and then at the end, you can do that. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of motivation there, because at the end, you can tell yourself, wow, that I didn't know I could do that. That's impressive, you know? Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people are going to disagree with us or bring on the caveat of, well, you're supposed to, your motivation is supposed to be to help other people. That's supposed to be your number of motivation in the fire service. Because we are a service-based industry. You're right. And I think that's a part of it, but I feel like how many of us are kidding ourselves if we don't admit that it's probably not number one. It's probably not the most important thing in our brain when we're training, when we're doing stuff, you know. At least I don't think so. So. Well, I feel like, I feel it's kind of a very generic or very broad answer too though like we want to get better to help the people around us that might be true but really think about why you're there I mean yeah you can help other people around you by doing a food bank or by going and cleaning houses or I don't know like exactly there's so many ways to help the people around you why specifically do you want to be yeah Yeah. firefighting and that's where you get into what really motivates you yeah People like the adrenaline rush, and they like being able to prove things to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, there, there's lots of reasons to be on a fire department, and... I just think that everyone's so afraid to say that. Yeah. And hopefully... Like, we I think that sends up red flags all over the place. Like, wow, he's going to be a wild gun or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but we're not. I don't think we are. I don't I love, think anyone who knows us thinks we are. No, because I love doing this job because it's something that... 
what percentage of people are firefighters? Mm-hmm. How many people get to go into a burning house? Yeah. You know, I love the thrill of it, and I love being able to say I'm the one that gets to do it. Yeah, and you're not just one of those firefighters that is in it just for the t-shirt. You actually put in the extra work, the extra time, the extra care. So you're not one of those. It's, I don't know. And, yeah, I, just, I think it's something people don't talk about enough because they're all honestly afraid to say it. Yeah. Because they're they're wondering what other people are going to think about them for saying it. Yep. So I guess I'm coming out at this point now that I really, I don't really care what other people think about me when it comes to that. Because if they see me and how I operate, they know I'm not a wild gun. They know I'm not in it just for the t-shirt, you know, but I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that is my key motivator for learning more, for doing more, is to impress myself and to honestly impress the others around me. Yep. So you have the reasons why you're a firefighter, but... You get down to past that and what motivates you. And for Taylor and I, it's it's really impressing ourselves and impressing the people above us and the people that we look up to. Yeah. We really push. That's where we get our uh, dopamine. Yeah. From. Actually, yeah. <laughs> another, another Billy Greenwood for you. <laughs> he had a, I think his extreme leadership class talked about chemical reactions that happen in the body and stuff. And he touched on it a little bit in the generational gap uh, class he did too so yeah so he talks a lot about that and everyone strives for that little bit of a, a dopamine which is uh that high you get like people check facebook people you're you, when you yeah, get happy when little, you little habits that you yeah. do and stuff like that like if you're a checklist person like i am uh putting crossing that off or checking it or highlighting it or whatever that gives you just a little bit of dopamine and that's what you strive for you know mm-hmm. so anyway um that motivation that you did a good job or you proved it to yourself that you can do it. That gives, gives you, us the dopamine. That gives you the dopamine. And that's really what pushes us to be motivated. That's what motivates us. Yeah. So that kind of answers the first question. You guys, a um, little bit of homework for you. Start asking the hard questions and keep asking why. <laughs> um, I think it's the 10 whys or 5 whys. I can't remember what they call it. But it's something I learned in business classes that I take online. And so basically you ask somebody, like, I was like, Chris, why do you want to be a firefighter? Because it's fun. Why? Because it's fun. Why? <laughs> like, you ask why, like, five times, and if each time they basically get deeper and deeper into their question, into their answer with it, and being able to finally tell you why yeah you really get down to that core and it'll yeah. it'll make you mad when someone keeps asking you why trust me yeah and I've, I've heard of some classes for fire stuff talking about it but I, I I heard it first from my business classes yeah so so really get down to that core of what motivates you and mm-hmm. I think we could probably even go deeper into our answers if we really started thinking about it but yeah um, from what we've talked anyway that's kind of what it comes down to. For us, it's just we are motivated to impress other people. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of people we are, and take that for what it's worth, I guess. <laughs> so, alrighty. Uh, so that answers the first thing that you should probably start to figure out. Yeah. So there are plenty of times when, when you see a bunch of people around, let's say either at training or just in general life or whatever, and nobody else is motivated to do anything and you might be the only one so how do you go about staying motivated or doing something while everybody else around you isn't yeah it's hard um 
It's hard to push yourself to want to do that when nobody else wants to do anything. So, uh, Valor Fire Training did an interview with Curtis Hensley? Curtis James Hensley. Curtis James Hensley. And uh, Dave, kind of the guy that runs Valor Fire, uh, got this email asking, I want to learn more, but nobody else wants to, you know... How do I get other guys to learn more? How do I motivate other guys? What do I do when I'm not motivated? Because nobody else wants to learn more. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. So, like, you know, uh, what do you do when no one else is motivated or no one else wants to do it? Yeah, when no one else is motivated. You're motivated to move forward in advance, but nobody else is. Everyone else wants to stay at that basic level. Mm-hmm. So, there's a couple ways of looking at that, but... In general, let's say. Okay. Let's go with that one first. Well, in general, I find other outlets, uh, apart from the station, to find motivation. If I'm not finding any from within the membership. So, I'm going to look towards um, Facebook groups that I like. I'm going to look towards podcasts. I'm going to look towards YouTube uh YouTube channels and stuff like that. I'm going to read the fire magazines and stuff. I'm going to find these other outlets to, to get motivation. And for me, a big one's like outside trainings. When I go to one, it, it's a whole big burst of motivation for motivation me. Motivation to get better and oh, yeah. do better. and Yeah. And, and I would agree with that. Like, Is that where um, you're going with that, I guess? I, yeah. That's just the general fire service. Especially within your own department. You know, if guys aren't wanting to get better or, you know, if I want to do something and everyone just goes, well, that's just a lot of work. Well, it can really drag you down. Yeah. I've been there, done that. Like, I want to pull hose and get better at pulling hose and everyone else is like, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you said, going to an outside training, if there's one available within, you know, a fairly recent time frame, go to it. Yeah. Is those guys that do the outside trainings not only teach them, but the guys that are attending those outside trainings are most likely just as passionate about it as you are, and that help that's going to help motivate you. Like I know when we went to Osceola, I don't know about you, I was kind of on a little bit of a lull. I was there on for a lull, yeah. Bit. Um, but we went to Osceola for the training with Valor Fire Training there, mm-hmm. and we went through a whole Saturday of classes, and it was great motivation for us oh yeah it encouraged us to not let our guys on our department drag us down for say even if we had to go out there and do it on our own or even just convince one or two other people to do it at least we got to go do it yeah when we find these ways for to have motivation outside of our department you know before we especially for trainings or other things we let people know what we found and ask if anyone else wants to do it with us first we do do that yeah. And then when we come back, we tell everybody what happened and what we did and say, hey, if you want to go to this next time or anything like it, let us know. We try to, to reach out to get other to get people to do these things with us to hopefully eventually start spreading the flame of that motivation mm-hmm. a little bit. For sure. So, yeah, that's another way of doing it. You know, if you have people around you that aren't motivated and you find an awesome out train, outside training that you really like for us, Les Luker. Mm-hmm. We invite people every year to go to Les Luker with us because... We still haven't gotten anyone to go with us, but every single year we work on a few people that we know are close to wanting to go. And Yeah. But 
we know it's going to spread that motivation as well. So yeah. hopefully we're not the only ones coming back with motivation, but we're starting to get a bigger group that's motivated at the same time. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely look for that outside training. Um, even if it's not training, if you can go to a outside conference or maybe just visit another department that oh, yeah, that's you really kind of look up to, you know, yeah. um, go visit them, talk with them. That'll even talk with people helps my motivation a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, finding those other people that are passionate about it yeah. just lights me up. You know? <laughs> like, I'm ready to go now. Let's go back and... It's like, let's have conversations. <laughs> Several hour conversations and stay up till past midnight and just, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge motivator. And if I come back here and people still aren't motivated, I'm still motivated to either do things or try to get other people motivated. Yeah. It helps out a lot, so... So, specifically at trainings, I guess, how would you kind of deal with that? With If you come to a training and nobody wants to do anything, or so either it's literally nothing's happening at training much that night, or if we're doing a training and everybody's kind of blah, you can hit both ways one way. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this one. This one was, for me as a training officer, this one was very difficult because there was a lot of trainings that uh, both you and I and me on an individual basis tried to put on a training and people just for lack of better words weren't into it they weren't motivated to do that well i can think of one specific one time specifically where like we weren't doing much and so you asked to see if we could take out the ladder truck to exercise it a bit yeah and you got the go ahead and so we did and a couple people came with us but not a lot yeah um yeah that's that's one way of doing it um if we have a training night here and there's not a whole lot going on maybe it's a maintenance night and we have you know a handful of people servicing small engines but you know we still have eight or nine people standing around not doing anything mm-hmm. i'll go ask the chief and say hey um you know, like the ladder truck you know can we get out the ladder truck and exercise it oh yeah sure go ahead and do that needs done you know well i'll grab those guys that are standing around and say hey let's go put up this ladder truck get it greased you know yeah. blow it up do all the stuff we need to do to keep it maintained and it goes from that to you know maybe the guys are like okay whatever we'll do it it turns into that to i'm teaching at least two or three of those guys how to actually set run it, up, it. yeah know? so if you have something that you know and you could teach other people teaching is a great motivator well there's there's one specific time for me I'm thinking of that I remember, I can't remember what we were doing. We're all kind of doing a little bit different things, but our kind of group was like reloading and pulling the cross leg for some reason. Not that it's ever a bad thing to do, but I can't remember exactly why we were doing it that no, night. No, I think that one had water in it, if, if it's the one I'm thinking of. We had to pull it off because it had water in it. No, we, we pulled it off and relayed it several times. Oh, okay. And we, we were practicing taking it off. and uh, And so... I wanted to, I went to do it, and I asked this other guy if he wanted to, and he's like, no, I, you know, I do it plenty, I don't need to, whatever, and it's like, fine, well, I'm gonna do it again, then when we reload it, because if no one else wants to go, I want to go again, like, I don't get to do this that often, I want some practice at it, and so we were reloading it, and he's just like, no, I got this one, you know, it changed his mind. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna do it again? I guess I can do it then. Yeah. Or, ooh, there's another one, well, this isn't a great example, but... At Les Lukert, there was this guy, and he's not a big fan of heights, you know. And we were doing the window bailouts. Yeah. And he, and no one would have said anything to him, and no one did. 
when he didn't want to do it. No one was going to force him to go out the second story window because not everybody can do that. <laughs> Anyways, I went to go do it and I went down and apparently he saw that I went down and he's like, well, shoot, I can't let the girl do it and I'm not going to do it kind of thing. So then he ended up doing it too. He didn't do it anymore after that. <laughs> Yeah, but, <laughs> but he did it that once. Yeah. It, it got him enough motivation, even if it was for the reason to not necessarily just let a girl do it, not him. Okay, some people might say it's bad motivation. I say I don't care. Yeah, that's motivation matter. enough. It's motivation, yeah. And it got him to go out it and try it once. Um, so, speaking of that, if you can inspire people, mm-hmm. um, that's a form of a motivation. Those of us that love working in air packs. And challenging ourselves in the air packs, we got up that ladder that one night and did the ladder challenge. Oh, yeah. Trying to crawl through that ladder. A couple of people did it, and then everyone came over. Yeah, I I brought it up and said, hey, I really want to try this. Pretty soon, we had, like, eight people over there with air packs on ready to go through that thing. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't really even the, the practice for that night, if I remember right. It was just something random that I wanted to try. Yeah. And got a couple people to help hold the ladder for me, and... Pretty soon there's a freaking line waiting to go through the ladder. Yeah. Um, if you can inspire people, or not really inspire, but um, make them curious, that curiosity will also help not only motivate you to see if it's actually possible or if you can do it, but it'll spark people's interest. Yeah, and I can't, I'm going to say it doesn't happen every time. Mm-mm. You know, you can go do something and you're probably going to be by yourself the entire practice doing it or or There's a possibility. whatever, you know, just that's a good possibility. But sometimes it spreads. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, the back to that episode that Valor Fire put out on keeping motivated for training. Um, they're talking about spi- splicing ladders. I've never spliced a ladder. I don't what know is how splicing it works. a ladder. Um, I I believe I have to do some research. I don't know, but. Um, I believe it's where you can put one ladder up and you can actually put another ladder onto that one to get up higher. But the first ladder is like leaning against something, so then you're Freaky. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I I don't know how it works. Sounds like something my dad would set up and my mom would be like, Stop! Come down. <laughs> this is not safe. Oh, my dad set up way too much stuff that was not safe. But <laughs> what I'm trying to get at though is it really made me curious. It makes me want to look it up and research it and actually something I've never done. Yeah. But it sparked my curiosity and now I kind of want to try it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you can spark people's curiosity at training, so yeah, I guess, I guess in training in general, you can either drag them along for the ride and hopefully not fight them the whole way like we kind of did with the ladder truck. We can... Almost make them feel guilty with you doing something and them not. Right. With the hose pulling. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Okay, well, I guess I'll do it then just because you're going to do it again. You can do the guilt trip issue. Not always the best, but it works. I didn't try to. Yeah. Like, it just happened. Yeah, that's true. I just wanted to go do it. And it ended up being almost a a guilt thing or a uh, he had to do it to make sure he wasn't performing under a girl kind of thing, you know? Right, yeah. um, And then we got the... inspirational mm-hmm. side of it if you can really show someone that you're good at something and you kind of challenge them to do it um, that can get other guys into training and then if you can spark the curiosity yeah if it's something way out in the left field that people have never even heard of before that could spark curiosity or if it's just something that 
you guys have never done before, and it just looks interesting. That can spark curiosity. Yeah. But, yeah, I think those are definitely ways to keep motivation up at training. And if you are dealing with motivation issues at training, um, I'd refer you back to finding outside training or finding people that are passionate about it like you are, and those people will help motivate you. Yeah. So that's how it works for me anyway. All right. So I think so. we kind of we beat that one with a dead horse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never going to be able to live that down, and I brought it up this time, but I just can't help it. Yeah. It fits. Um, but I think next maybe uh, let's go ahead and look at some of the places that we either keep our motivation up once we have it, um, or if we're down on motivation, kind of where we go. Um, so Taylor and I tend to be a couple of the more passionate people in the fire department. We can never get enough of it. Mm-hmm. And that makes it hard when we're on a lull of motivation. Um, it makes it hard to find more motivation within our department because we tend to be the two probably most passionate people on here. I'd say there's probably some other ones, but so we want to share with you guys just places where not only when we are motivated, but also those times when we ourselves are starting to lack that motivation and just kind of need to rekindle um, something to do if we can't go to a conference or an outside training or something like that. These are places that we go to try to find more motivation and kind of re-spark our passion. Yeah. So I think the first place that I tend to go to, and uh, you guys have heard this before, but I'm a huge podcast listener. Every single morning I have a podcast waking me up. Now, it can differ from fire department to business to random to Disney even podcasts. I kind of listen to a whole variance of different ones. Um, but I have probably about like, oh, I don't know, almost 10 or so. I was say, I have at least eight. Yeah. Let me get my phone out here so we can compare notes. Compare notes, compare podcasts we listen yep. to. Um, so, yeah, we, we both listen to a lot of podcasts. And yeah. Well, sometimes uh, one podcast is just hitting you for a while better than another one. Sometimes podcasts go on lulls of when they release content, just the way life is, you know. Um, and sometimes just uh, if someone's putting out once a week, but another podcast is putting out every four weeks or every three weeks, you know, just trying to, you know, you need a whole bunch of different ones in there to, to be able to keep listening. Or if you want to go for an all-day listening streak of podcasts you need a whole bunch yeah. of different ones <laughs> and the other thing is all these shows kind of have a different a different feel well, if you're listening to our podcast you probably know but yeah they all have a different flow they all have a different attitude they all it all kind of depends on what you feel like that day yeah and some days i feel like stuff way different than another day yep so all right so my fire shows i got jump seat radio um flow event five alarm task force uh, volunteer firefighter podcast. Don't listen to them much, but Code Three's on there. Uh, volunteer training podcast by Peter Lamb. Uh, Jocko, which Jocko is not really a firefighting podcast, but it is a leadership podcast. Um, uh, the Professional Brotherhood, Do Work, and Brotherhood Academy Radio. Oh, so I got, I think I got more than you. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you have more than me, but that's what I got, so. Yeah, mine on here, I have the Five Alarm Task Force, the Average Jake Firefighter 
podcast, uh, Brotherhood Academy Radio Podcast, also known as the Bar Boys. You have Code Three. I have our own podcast on my list. <laughs> I have it on my other app. I'm trying to switch over to my other app right now. So uh, the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, uh, the Do Work Podcast. I have Fire Engineering. I have Firefighter Training Podcast by Pete Lamb. I have the Fit to Fight Fire Podcast. I have Flow and Vent. I have Ignited Firefighter Podcast. I have Jump Seat Radio. I got a lot, you guys. Uh, Multiple Calls Podcast. Uh, Refined by Fire. I don't think they have really any shows anymore. The last ones they put out were like a year ago. But sometimes I like going back and listening to some of those. So they only put out about 20 total episodes uh, for their one. Sorry, I just knew they hadn't put anything out for a while. So, mm-hmm. um, And then the Valor Fire Training. Uh, they, they do mostly YouTube videos. But they're working into putting those YouTube videos into the, just the audio only for podcasts. So I have them on here, too. Um, so those are my fire podcasts that I have. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? 15. <laughs> wow. Well, that includes ours, so 14. <laughs> You're inflating our numbers now. <laughs> anyway, so podcasts are a great place to find motivation. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I haven't listened to them for a little while now, but the fire volunteer firefighter podcast, DTFF. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've just listened to them here recently too. Um, they are based out of Canada, mm-hmm. but they're so funny to listen to and they have such good stories and good nuggets of knowledge. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's where a lot of when I was training officer, um, a lot of my ideas probably came from them and stuff like that. It was it was a great motivator because it was fun to listen to, and it's you still learned a lot from it. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of motivation from those guys, especially trying to implement new tactics and and working, trying to motivate guys to do new things or learning things better, um, that sort of stuff. So it was that specific podcast was really great for me. I really love that one, and I really love working listening to do work, which. They haven't put out one for a while. Thanksgiving, I think, was the last one they put out. But those guys are hilarious. But they have some really good people on their podcast. They do some really good interviews, and they're fun to listen to. So yeah, good good knowledge. They're pretty motivational. So oh yeah, um, those are probably my top two favorites. I used to listen to Peter Lamb a lot, and he's pretty uh, dry. Dry, <laughs> but there is a ton of good knowledge in it. Yes. So. You just have to be in the right mood to listen to it, I think, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, one of the ones I've been liking a lot recently is Five Alarm Task Force. I don't know. Just the episodes they've been putting out have been sitting with me a lot better than the other ones. Not that the other ones sitting badly, but it's just they've been hitting me a lot closer to home on some of these. So um, I've been really liking their stuff. Well, it, and it's not just because I know them personally, but uh, Dave Mellon over at Valor Fire Training... I'm really liking the Q&As he's putting out right now. Yeah, I've listened to a few of them. They're pretty good. They're awesome. And I'm kind of curious to see how where he's going with some of the future ones. I know he's got a lot of a lot of them coming up. Um, so those are really nice to listen to. I don't know. Yeah, DTFF's a really high one for me, too. The Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. That that one's really high. So if I had to pick like kind of my top three, it'd probably be those three. Fire Alarm Task Force, Valor Fire Training, and uh, the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast are probably my top three personally um with the other ones that i mentioned still being really good and i still love listening to them so 
Fire and Jing is a little weird because they have like a whole bunch of different podcasts under the one name. And so each podcast comes out for like a certain... So does it make sense? Like they almost do it in like classes? Well, like, so they have like the big fire engineering name. And then let's say, so Billy Greenwood used to have a podcast on there, okay? So his podcast would come out every two months. And he would have like a 30 or 40 minute podcast. But it would come out every two months in rotation with a bunch of these other podcasts. Oh, so it's just a whole bunch of different authors under one name. Yeah, so like they have some of them, like the Command Show probably comes up every like two to three months is another Command Show. They have uh, Chaplin's Corner comes up every few months, you know, or whatever. But like, so it's a whole bunch of different shows under the one fire engineering name. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, different, yeah it's a good so way of doing it, but. It, it is a really good way of doing it and keeping all your people under one thing. Like, yep. yeah, it works, but so yeah, podcasts are a great place, especially if you're like us where you, you want knowledge and you're kind of not to get a big head, but you're above everyone on your apartment as far as training goes. You know the basics and no one else really wants to get better, but you do. Mm-hmm. Podcasts are a great place to get that motivation to do that. Yeah. Well, and something else with podcasts is that they're so easy to listen to while you're doing something else. While you're going for a run, while you're working out, while you're working in general, you know, it, it's on your commute. You can listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, it's super convenient. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So next place, um, motivation wise, um, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Um, there's some good ones out there. I, I should have done a little more prep on this cause I can't think of any. I got a list. Don't all, worry. All I, know is, <laughs> all I know is Valor right now cause that's the last one I listened to, but, um, there's a whole bunch of, uh, firefighter, not even like inspirational or motivational speeches, but just people to listen to on there that'll give you a little nuggets of knowledge and you can learn so many new skills on YouTube. I oh mean, yeah. Like if you're like I talked about earlier, the spice splicing ladders, I'm sure I could go onto YouTube right now and look up splicing ladders fire department and you can learn a whole bunch of stuff on there. Oh, I mean yeah. It's crazy. Well I know um the Illinois hmm. Fire Service Institute, no, Illinois Fire Maybe it is Fire Service Institute. I can't remember. IFSI, whatever that stands for. I'll look it up at some point. They have been putting out a bunch of online classes this summer, this past summer in 2020, and I actually took a lot of those, and I could take them from Nebraska. They were free to do, and they were all online. It was awesome. Uh, it is University of Illinois Fire Service Institute. Okay, so it's the Illinois Fire Service. Okay. Yep. Um, anyway, so it was just, it was so cool just because they had all these online classes for free. Well, they've been putting all those classes up on YouTube and they've been doing a lot of Facebook lives and stuff like that, that then they'll go ahead and put all that stuff on YouTube. So you can go up and look up IFSI on YouTube. They're going to have a ton of different classes and stuff for free up there for you guys to watch. And it, so that's one, one place that is really sticking out in my mind now because that's where I did a lot of my learning over the summer. Yeah. <laughs> With all the going around yeah so um i guess hindsight here as we're talking i don't know that youtube so much as a motivator as it is just if you are motivated and want to move forward and nobody else wants to this is a great place to go yeah that i think that's kind of why we're talking like it's not necessarily 
always when we're mo- our motivation is down. And it can give you motivation if your motivation is down. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how mine works. Right, yeah. It can work both ways, so. Yeah. Um, some other people on there, there's uh, Zooniverse. You're yeah, he's good. talking out of my stash, dude. Talking out of my stash. He's a great firefighter. I love him. Yeah. Um, so DTFF, the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, if oh, you look yeah. them up on YouTube, they're under there as DTFF. They have a YouTube channel, and they put a lot up there, too. Mm-hmm. That's stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, those are kind of the big ones I have, but... Yeah. Um, so YouTube's a great place. Like I said, whether you're looking for motivation... I do know um, FDIC has some older videos up there of keynote speakers, um, like Mike Dugan, that mm. if you're wanting a little bit of extra motivation, you can definitely go on there and listen to keynote speakers. So Mike Dugan actually has a podcast on fire engineering, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, it's a Mike and Mike, or Mikey and Mike, or show, or whatever. Or, Something like that. Because uh, he does Mike, it with... Mike. Oh, I should know this. Um, let's see if I can look yeah, it up. Yeah, a little partner in crime. I yeah, can't remember um, his name. Uh, Mike Dugan, by Mikey the way. Mikey G and Mikey D. Mike Gagliano and Mike Dugan. Yep. So yep. they have a... Sh- that's the show on fire engineering. They have yep. one of those, so... So, anyway, there there are motivational or inspirational speeches on YouTube as well. Um, if you need some names or something like that, hit us up for sure, and we'll pass those on to you. So, um, the next thing that I have in mind, as far as motivation goes... Okay. Or just fire service in general um, is Facebook yes oh dang there are a ton of groups on Facebook for firefighters whether volunteer or career the the one I love going to the most and again it's not really a motivational thing but it's funny it makes me love the job that much more I think that has to do with motivation though that that gives you motivation motivation, gives you passion (laughs) for it um, is Fire Department Chronicles. If you haven't heard of them, the guy that runs the page is is hilarious. He's a fantastic firefighter down in Florida, and he spends a lot of his time making people laugh. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic firefighter, and he's got really good notes, but he's got some super funny videos out there. And just does a really good job of help keeping firefighters motivated and laughing and having a good time and really enjoying the job. So, that's the first one that comes to mind for me. Um, oh, for me, it's Engine Company Resurrection. Engine Company Resurrection <laughs> was my next one. Um, Engine Company Resurrection, which um, his name escapes me right now, uh, is put on by two firefighters, and I believe they're both in California, I believe. I have no idea. Um, smooth, <laughs> that's bad. Uh, what was the other one? Smoothbore Cartel? Yeah, that one. Um, I believe is also the same person that does that too. I believe. I can't remember for sure. But anyway, they are a huge group on Facebook. They have a huge presence on Facebook. And they will basically, if you're part of that group, you're part of that family. And you can ask any question you want from volunteering to career, pump operations, hose lays everything I mean they will answer any question you got and it's all these other firefighters that are sharing their experience and their what they would do to solve that problem or answer that question for you and you get tons and tons and tons of answers from it it's a very um, safe 
place to be on Facebook. Kyle, the guy that runs it, does a very good job of keeping the the trolls out of there. The, yeah, they the, take no crap. Like yeah. if you you are, it's a you say something bad or whatever, you are out of there, or you get one warning, or it's they are yeah, hawks. Pretty much, you get one warning for being a bully or whatever. Yeah, saying something that didn't need to be said. Um, it's and, an amazing group. I love it so yeah. much. So they have thirty thousand members right now. Thirty thousand members, <laughs> and they—it's just a phenomenal group to be on on Facebook. And if you got questions or want to know something, want to know how to do something or a better way of doing something, almost anything you can think of, you ask it on there, it'll get answered. So um, one of the more recent posts that I was reading was about hitting double tapping hydrants and triple trapping tapping hydrants and stuff like that and. There's just there's just so much on there. It's ridiculous. So, fantastic place to be on Facebook. So, um, I think those are probably the big ones. Those are the big ones. Again, Valor Fires on Facebook. Well, honestly, once you start looking at one of these Facebook groups, like Engine Company Resurrection or something like that, you're gonna find either people posting to there from other places or other little companies, whatever to follow. And you're going to be able to go ahead and widen your following of whatever you're trying to learn from, from just that group, from what you see posted. Yeah. That's how I originally got to know uh, the whole Fully Involved by Mark Van Oppen is because of Engine Company Resurrection. Yeah. Um, Engine Company Resurrection, just surfing Facebook right now. Um, Somebody just posted on there, there's fire conferences and where they'll be and when they are stuff like that that's all on engine company resurrection fire engineering has a facebook page mm-hmm. um, they do a lot of like training minutes or training tips stuff like that on there so um, there, there's a difference between the groups and the pages though so the pages are just going to be like basically if you guys don't know um they're like somebody's personal page or except for like they're like a business page or whatever so Fire Engineering has their business page and stuff that they put stuff out on that you can follow. But then you have these groups like Engine Company Resurrection where you can actually go and post your own stuff in there, ask questions, um, really get a chance to uh, interact with other people on there. So um, if you're wanting that interaction, you're going to be leaning more towards finding a group on Facebook rather than finding a page to follow. Yeah. Fire Rescue One, they're a page. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of good news articles on there. Chief Miller... Again, it's more of a page. It's really not of an inter- interaction, but he's got a ton of... He puts out a ton of content from all over the world. It's crazy. So. Well, I know for Nebraska, we have a couple of pages, a couple of groups for our, for our area. Well, for the Nebraska as a whole. And not a lot gets shared on there, but there's not a reason why it can't start to get shared stuff on there. Yeah. You know, why not start little conversations that you might be seeing in these other bigger ones? Or other little problems that you might be coming up with that other people around Nebraska might be able to help with or have an insight for. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think when it comes to the bigger ones, like the Engine Company Resurrection, it's you're getting outside of your area, and so more people are willing to talk there just because they're not worried they're going to get judged by area departments, whereas they might be a little scared, a little more wary uh, when it comes to doing one that's more localized. But Yep, so... Um, do you have anything else to add to that list? Those are your, kind of the main places we we find our motivation, I think. Yeah, really. I mean, websites, when you look at, like, Fire Engineering, Fire Rescue One, stuff like that. Um, 
Otherwise, it's, I'm really big on podcasts, YouTubes, and, and social media. Yeah. Um, I'm not big on the Instagram stuff. I know there's a ton of firefighters on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that works for sure, honestly. I feel <laughs> I'll old. teach you someday. I feel old <laughs> saying that, but... So um, if you guys are interacting with us on Instagram, uh, it's me. Yeah, it's her, by the way. <laughs> um, but I know there are a ton of, of firefighters on Instagram and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so... But... We'll teach yeah. them how to use it someday. Someday I'll get there. So. <laughs> no, I think that's about right. it. But yeah. overall, just... Yeah, I thought it'd be something interesting to touch on. Um, I thought it'd be really interesting to kind of say our favorite podcasts and YouTube places to watch or, you know, where to find... Where we find motivation. And then, yeah, our outside trainings is another place that we could put into the last list too, I guess. And yeah. uh, what we have Las Lucre Conference, the main... Uh, Nebraska State Fire School that we go to. I've wanted to go to several other conferences. Uh, specifically, one I want to go to is Revolution- Revolutionary Fire Tactics at the Lake. That's at Lake of the Ozarks. And I've thought about it. It's never at the right time of the year. Um, someday we'll make it there. And yeah. it's something that we made it to Las Lukert. And that's kind of the next step. And now I want to go to the next step after that. Yeah. So I'm just kind of starting to look out, outward a little farther on where we can go next. Yep. It's exciting. <laughs> that being said, I think we'll take you back to the original quote here. If you give up today, think... Think of all the lives that are going to be lost tomorrow. There that you, you can't save tomorrow. There you go. Not an exact quote by any means, but that's no, basically yeah, what he said. That, that's, the, <laughs> that's the quote from Planes, Fire, and Rescue. With that, yeah, I think we'll call it a night. Be a short one for you guys compared <laughs> to our other ones. So yeah, all right. Hope you got some nuggets out of it. Um, if you got any questions, comments, try to leave the hate mail out. But if you got any <laughs> questions, comments, or anything like that, um, hit us up. Let us know if you guys like it, if you got anything out of it, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah, and if you guys have any other ways that you guys get motivated or any other ideas for us, please let us know. We're always open to learn more, and we're always looking for ways to stay motivated. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Couplings Fire Podcast. See you next time.